Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined, the podcast. Let the blackmail commence. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> get a lot out of that. I just I'm mad. I haven't introduced myself yet. I guess hey. I could do that. That would be Hey Matt. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. John, of course. We only talked for a few minutes earlier, but we have met briefly, so we can check that one off. But who are we talking to tonight? You want to introduce yourself, ma'am? Oh, well, my name is Jesse Hunt. <laughs> Jesse, percussionist, fair to say. You got it. For uh, Conformco, Cyanotic. That's right. Lots of other projects at all around the uh, industrial Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Near near and far, too, actually. But uh, a lot of those things are coming into the works. And, of course, I'll be letting everybody know okay. when they're out and ready. Yeah. Yeah. We love right. history. Cool. So, <clears throat> are you in Chicago or are you in Rockford? Where are you? I'm living in rockford okay but more or less like three four days out of the week i'm here in chicago at a glitch mode studios right on right did you grow up in rockford then uh no actually i uh grew up about 40 minutes away from rockford in a little place called freeport illinois no shit yeah yeah Hmm. Um, cornfield central (laughs) no i know freeport (laughs) i'm from do you know where morrison illinois is by any chance yeah yep yep that's my hometown. That's where I grew up, okay. man. Okay, right on. Yeah, right, right on. there. Yeah, not too far from Freeport. My best friend lived in Freeport when I was a kid, growing up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Chris Hurlis was his name. Hmm. Hmm. Probably older. Probably a lot older than you. Well, you're 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 a young cat. I mean, for a lot of cats we talk to, anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah. How <laughs> take it? I mean, I mean, like, uh, I'm I'm a 32, uh, and. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like the thing was, is I grew up around my, like my mom who was always into what her kids wanted to be into. So like when we all started falling into these categories of like, it's industrial or EBM or, you know, whatever it be, Mm -hmm. she was always like, oh my God, they're playing. Let's go see them, Jess, because she was a concert (laughs) goer her whole life. So it's like, awesome. That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. She's got to be excited for you then. Oh God. She's at every show, Is practically. She? It's great. Nice. <laughs> She's ripping it up. Get her working that merch booth, man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, what's your mom's name? Uh, her name is Joyce Hunt. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Joyce. We, I figure you're going to be listening to this. Uh, right. Being the <laughs> that you are. I'm Thanks sure. for coming to the shows. You want to come on and tell <laughs> stories? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about your kid. I'm use that in post, yeah, post-blackmail. <laughs> Next edition. Send us a message. <laughs> <laughs> and the blackmail begins. <laughs> so you always, uh, you always just kind of been a drummer, or is that something you fell into? When at what point? Okay, so uh, drumming probably I've probably been like constantly doing it for about fifteen, sixteen ish years, maybe a little more. But like, I was a skateboarder. Like I was originally a skateboarder, and I used to like skate contests and do all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and uh you know it was terrible when you were like practicing for your run for the contest and you end up shattering like your ankle in three spots oh, ouch yeah you're done skateboarding yeah. <laughs> like you're done skateboarding so like i don't know i used to get down because like at all the skate parks they used to play everything mm-hmm. from hip-hop metal industrial whatever 
Right. And I was really young when I started skateboarding. So it was just like grabbing a hold of all these things that I was listening to in a skate park. Then I started, you know, it, it gets too long to have like a two and a half month wait for your ankle or a knee surgery or something. Right. So you got to figure something out. So I used to like, I don't know, I used to watch like uh, the KMFDM beat by beat video. Yeah. And I, I saw like NS doing like the stand up drums, you know, like I, I was still fairly young and I wasn't going to shows. Right. But I had these things on video and whatnot. But uh, I saw him playing two, you know, the two drums. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, that's fun. That looks fun. <laughs> and then, you know, we ended up gro- going and grabbing some electronic. I think prior to that, they bought me like this clear see-through drum set like a like a pearl see-through drum set when i was like Mm -hmm. young young and it was just a nightmare (laughs) like like the thing of you know you get your kid that thing that it might be cool and then it's just like that's really loud and as i said my mom's not really that kind of a person but it was like weird like having a two-bedroom little tiny house in freeport oh goodness and having like And having like an orchestra set on, yeah. you know, in my in my living room, <laughs> it's like ah, no, go skate, go skate, Jess. How's your ankle? Feeling? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is that better yet? Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm going through that a little bit right now. We got my my kid a drum set uh, beginning of this year. He's actually taken to it pretty well. Oh, beautiful. Uh, he's been That's taking cool. lessons and. Yeah. banging around i'm staring at the set right now fortunately we have a basement so it's kind of separated right. from the rest of the house <laughs> totally. that doesn't mean you can't feel it totally but there is <laughs> some kind of containment then <laughs> right and we had like a little bit of you know a talk like you don't have to bang as hard as you possibly can every right. time yeah. right right that didn't take that didn't take i'm i'm waiting to replace the heads really soon exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a cool dad for doing that though my parents wouldn't right do on that. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Yeah. We've got the pads, but it doesn't help. No, really. no. Yeah. My, my parents were cool with me having a guitar. They were cool with me having a, a band when I was like, you know, 13, 12 or 13. But it was it was take that shit to the basement and <laughs> we're going to go away for a while. <laughs> we'll be back. And I think they, they knew that we could only meet like once a week for about an hour. So that was, you know, they're like, oh, that'll just be poker night or whatever. jimmy and bobby are coming over tonight like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah they knew when it was coming so it's like all right we're getting the fuck out of here (laughs) 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 a lot of fun though with that but yeah that's 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 a cool dad move to get drums we we always joked i mean me and my wife always joked about you know that it's it's the cursed thing to get some toddler you know if you really hate their parents a birthday coming up right. get him a fucking <laughs> drum set <laughs> we did wait till he right. was 10 so yeah. there's that you know oh gosh and he had some he showed some talent for it some good he's a really good beatboxer and keeps good time and it's got good rhythm yeah. hey that's fun you can see him feeling it out and and hearing things more and I'm like, ah i gotta encourage this and it sounds like drums is the way it's gonna go and he's going through some lessons right now Mm-hmm. He's getting lessons right now. See, after all these years, I've thought to myself, I'm like, it was weird just grabbing all this stuff and kind of just 
learning it by yourself. Oh. And after like 16, 17 years, I've been like, mm-hmm. should I go in and maybe just see what a lesson's like? <laughs> you know, right. like? I don't know. Like maybe there's that golden key that I'm missing out on kind of deal. Just because we have access to people, you know, doing this. Uh, I've talked to a few drummers and most of them are just like, yeah, let them get drum lessons. Have them go ahead and do that. And a lot of them, not all, quite a few were just like, yeah, I didn't take them and I wish I had. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now I, now I wonder nowadays, but that's, that's cool that he's taking lessons and that he's actually getting down with it. (laughs) Well, but man, you're, I mean, so you weren't trained at all. You didn't have any lessons or anything like that with what you did. No, I was all just kind of grab some stuff and start hacking at it. Just feeling it, huh? Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, listen to some of the stuff you play with, um, you know, with like conform code, um, synodic, mm-hmm. especially in, in, in just keeping time on industrial tracks is difficult. Sure. You know, there's a reason why in a lot of those old super groups, there's like two and three drummers. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you see like, or like when you see Martin Atkins and, and like Bill Rifle and, and stuff playing and, and they're playing like a 10 minute says just doosh, 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 you know, all the way through it, just it's set for set. Right beat for beat that shit's tough everybody gets a bass yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> but yeah i seen you up there slinking man play this tin can and yeah well uh like it's uh, the thing with the conform co set from like cyanotic set is cyanotic sets like the whole uh it's all electronic with a couple little uh random pieces of acoustic uh-huh. on it but it's a sit down kit now with uh i get this question a lot of times from people they're like how are you going from bass snare and one of the the uh, cymbals uh-huh. and i'm like when you see me hit these pads some of these things have dual triggers in oh it. i see so i might switch from the bass drum that's lower to me to the bass drum higher to me because it might have right. that extra like uh-huh. in with the bass so yeah mm-hmm. that's and then when people hear that they're like oh well i get it now i can i can actually see that because they're like how are you playing like hi-hat and stuff i'm like Right. Formco hi hats built right in, <laughs> <laughs> and all the right. other juice comes flowing. But still, man, if you miss your time a little bit, that'll fuck that whole song up. <laughs> you know? Oh, totally, totally. And you got a lot of people in those crowds and everything else who are on various substances, and they'll know. <laughs> this is all I'm focusing on. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Oh, you missed that. I don't know. I always had the uh, I always had the thing on stage uh, where like I I headbang and everything like I feel like I'm from I feel like a hair metal kid yeah. from like '85 just like you know <laughs> and like sometimes people are like how do you even see what you're doing I'm like I don't really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a main like that and I, oh nice. I remember coming in second place in a headbanging contest once right. oh yeah. <laughs> I couldn't move my head for like two weeks. Oh, wow. I so regretted that decision. Yeah. Especially for second place. Hey, yeah. that's not bad though. That's what I say about like people who ask, you know, if you heard people ask about Dave Grohl and they see him, they're like, Jesus Christ, his neck is so thick. I'm like, yeah, have you ever seen him play live? The guy just fucking thrashes his head for like three and a half hours. Strength. I think he crack a walnut. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Probably does a little bit. I'd imagine. Right. You'd think right. they have brain right. damage at this point. And I was like, man, that guy's bringing it back. I mean, I've never seen anybody headbang like that, you know? <laughs> Concussion. <laughs> Go easy on that neck. You got to stay with that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to write more songs. True, though. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll know when his song starts sounding like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit off. <laughs> it happened. That's why I thought like Martin Atkins always had it down because he, he would just he'd shake his head side to side. He's like, don't don't give yourself that uh, that trauma. Yeah. You know. Yeah, very smart. In the back of the neck, just 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 twist it. Right. Except for like the times that I was playing with him, like when he's doing that side to side, I think I'd rather be oh. doing my head banging. Because yeah. <laughs> I've seen him crack his head into that like that mirror disco ball to the mirror right ball. of him. So many, he's yeah. got a thing with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's caused some damage. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> I had an idea the other day. I haven't mentioned it because I don't know how to pull it off, but I thought it would be funny or cool, actually maybe beneficial to uh, somehow devise a Nerf mirror ball for <laughs> <Yes>. Martin. <laughs> just cut out, cut out like little foam pads and put a glue into a basketball. Right. <laughs> just get like a Nerf basketball. Yeah, and just get a bunch of little mirrors and put Tin it in foil. there. <laughs> I don't know. That's hilarious. Tin foil, put it safe. Yeah, he fucked up his hand really bad with that mirror ball. Just like. Yeah, well, you think he learned, learned by now to hang that thing up a little higher, you know, right before we saw him in Kansas City. <laughs> I think he likes to punch it, though. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'm starting to think it's just like uh, he enjoys that. It's yeah. just another thing for us to hit with our, uh, you know, our sticks. So anything that makes it look fun, sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think he actually posted a picture of a mirror ball today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that really pissed him off. Well, like, all of our our buddy uh, JP put that together, and uh, man, it was it, it was like, wait, you put all of that together? He made the whole thing. Oh, really? They're just like, wow. And you know, a couple shows in, it's starting to get demolished. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've Thanks, never played. I'm going to be honest with you too. I've never played in any kind of band. Mm-hmm. that has had that much blood on stage that wasn't yeah. like fun blood <laughs> right fun blood. right not like guar blood right right real blood this fun. is a guarish esque <laughs> show <laughs> but uh no no i mean like i had like the oil cans mm-hmm. and every time i'd like play a show or whatnot the next day i'd look at my hands and it just looked like raw hamburger <sighs> meat because like you slip yeah. or you jump into the crowd doing it and you're just like, Oh my God, <laughs> hitting things and not knowing exactly if I'm hitting those things or somebody oh. or what. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny things like guys at the merch booth at the pick face show are like, and if you're lucky, we'll sell one of these after the show and it probably is going to have some blood. on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They did tell us that. Like verbatim, like, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> it might have some blood on it. Just so you know. Oh, nice. If you want to, if you want to put in for the auction on Martin's shirt, I guarantee right. you there's going to be blood on that fucking thing. It's like, Oh, that's cool. You know, handshake is nice too, but you know, you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But Pig Face is a good show. We enjoyed that thoroughly. The good old Piggy Face. We're slowly working through the itinerary. Yeah, of gets and 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 guests that I've I've had on and things like that. And a lot of that's my fanboying. But yeah, yeah, I really dig that band. I always have. Always have. Martin's really cool to his fans. He's very cool. Very good guy. Yeah, very good guy. So are you? Are you're in Chicago tonight though? Um, working in the studio. I am. Sean and I. From uh, Cyanotic and Conformco, we're doing a couple little, like, side shot, maybe a little video-esque kind of shoot, mm-hmm. because we have a bunch of big rooms at this studio, and it's just like, well, the one that we have, it's very nice size, so we were like, maybe we can get some drones or some kind of mm-hmm. shots of some sort, so 
I don't know, while we're quarantining, yeah, we are uh, kind of just keeping at it with stuff. Yeah. Utilize the drones, man. Mm-hmm. That'll be part of it. Hey, it's <laughs> we got the size here, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Seen a couple shots from it so far, and I'm pretty like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody posting on social media earlier that they had these, uh, the thing I thought was cool, um, and kind of cybernetic is they had these drones that were on wheels. They, they look like little tanks, but they were Instapots of food. Really? So what they're doing now in like bigger metro areas is like they're filling them up with your, your food order and they don't even have delivery drivers anymore. They're like controlling them by camera. Really? Yeah. And like they're steering just, around wow. the fucking sidewalk and like, you know, getting to your apartment or whatever. And then they, you know, buzz you with your text and you come downstairs, you get to the drone, you open it up, there's your food. That's nice. I was thinking, man, take a fishing net, <laughs> you know, <laughs> huh. we're all wearing masks anyway. And it's like, <laughs> man. Yeah. Free red yeah. lobster. Right. Yeah, well, fucking well, yeah. <laughs> free red lobster. <laughs> Not only you get free red lobster, you get a free fucking drone. Right. Just to make sure you don't take it to your house. I'm sure they have like a way of tracking where that thing's at. Yeah. Might have GPS in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but shit, part it out, you know, before you get there. But at least get those uh, biscuits, you know what I'm saying? Get some of that fucking there free red go. lobster going. You got a mask. You look at the camera, see each other, and I don't recognize you. It's like, it's hunting, sort of, but for stuff that's already right. killed. And it's more like fishing because it's not violent. It's not what you want, right? It's just a net. Just, whoo, just cast it out. If you miss, you miss. It's, it's not Baby, I'm going turkey hunting for Thanksgiving <laughs> right. this year. Well, shit. Let me know if you see a drone. Yeah, we had dro- we had people talking about that with aerial drones here in Missouri. A lot of rednecks around here were like, man, I'm going to give them a shotgun. <laughs> and I tell you what, that's just skeet shooting for prizes right there. <laughs> here comes an Amazon drone, you know. Kaplow, what I get? An iPhone. Woo! <laughs> yeah once we go the mad max route but i thought that was wild just seeing those little things I had like a little you know like a an orange flag on it like you put in the back of your bike when it's too low to the ground and just on the sidewalk. that's gonna be the new conspiracy now now that i think about it oh amazon created covid yeah so we could deliver everything <laughs> no more jobs <laughs> we knew that the robots were gonna take our jobs <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's something too. I've been falling down a rabbit hole just with listening to music and stuff. And it is probably a mistake to look at the Wikipedia page anyway, but I, but I did because I always do. <laughs> you guys talking about like transhumanism a lot. Hey. Um, I thought that'd be a good like topic to talk about tonight. So how like on board with that are you? Um, or is it just kind of a, a joke? As far as like people becoming robots or people becoming cyborgs. It's just weird because like it's kind of already happening like that. I mean, I'm I've been a type one diabetic for uh for like thirty one years mm-hmm. and they have like this thing now that's like instead of your pancreas being to be able to work, you can have it just shoot right in or <clears> you have another thing that you can put into you for like two weeks and then it tells you what your blood sugars are. Like people are already kind of morphing. Right. But people will still be people in my opinion. And I think a lot of it is just, um, right. you know, like there are those aspects, right? but then again, we all like the movie cyborg with John Claude Van Damme and the Terminator and everything. Right. You know. Robocop. So, you know, it all kind of fits hand in hand. Yeah. When I started with a uh, cyanotic, I didn't even quite like, uh, 
I knew like what the F was because I was living in Philadelphia when I first did anything with them. Right. I think we all went on a couple shows with Kim Lab. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, at that point, I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I like the logo. It's going to be catchy. And, you know, like mm-hmm. almost 15 ish odd years later, still rocking in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about a, a few years ago. I'm talking about Dick Cheney. Yeah. You know, had a uh, had an artificial heart. <laughs> he didn't have a heartbeat. It was just like something that just perpetually kept the blood moving. So he literally had no heart. If you put that to him and be like, "We don't hear anything," you know, like we have Walking Dead. You know, oh my God, see you on that. He's there. Marry him. Cheney Valentine's Day cards. I give you my heart. (laughs) Cut off his head. Creepy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat with you, man. It's just like I've I've had enough health problems and, and, and stuff in my life that it's like fuck. All right. You know, I'm done. If somebody could answer this, and I guess I don't want to be the first trial run, mm. but I'd be a cyborg in a fucking minute. I really would. <laughs> Me too. Shit. Sounds great. I mean, it's like I, you know, I kind of want to like keep my dick. You know, <laughs> everybody has those things. You Leave know, my space. Like a line they don't want to cross. <laughs> Right, leave my face. And my penis. Well, but then you've got to look at like, the RoboCop scenario, right? Where it's like, that's not even enough. Because like, <laughs> then you're, that you was know, like, Peter Will with a bad haircut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's all he got. It's okay. Right? He had a big gun. It don't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> still, mm, yeah, I don't know. I'd roll the dice on that. It, you know, still be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The ethics, though, are crazy. Yeah. Um, I was just reading into some of it. Right. And it just like, and, and some people that I had no idea of who have like already done all these hacks and stuff. I, I read a little bit about biohacking yeah. and shit. Cause like I said, I kind of fell into a rabbit hole with this. But like, uh, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Neil, Neil Harbis, Harbison, I think was his name. Guy like installed an antenna into his head. <laughs> Very. Yeah. And like he can see different spectrums through it was I guess like the early kind of Google Glass idea, but oh, crazy. like directly connected to his his neural network <laughs> and like the back of his head. <laughs> and he still has this fucking thing. And it's crazy. It just it looks like a it looks like a I don't know. If you if you Google like Neil Harbison, you'll see this guy with a really bad like post punk German haircut. I'm gonna definitely look at that. And <laughs> he's got this antenna or like a tube that comes on the back of his head with like this little <laughs> camera in front of his eye. What? And he can see like in the infrared with it and shit. It's oh like God. it's bizarre, man. It's a hardware video. I don't know if I do that to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting to yeah that right there that point where it's a little creepy, <laughs> right. or just like the being able to keep tabs on everyone. That's a little creepy. Yeah, I don't like that. I like that we're kind of we're we're kind of at this place where it's we're just before that happens. Yeah, but we've really evolved a lot in terms of technology. So it's kind of a really (laughs) interesting time to be alive, right? right? And the next generation is just fucked, right? We're going to know where they are and what they're doing all the time. Right. (laughs) Where are you? How lame would that be? Right. At least I got through my teens. Well, I was thinking about that, like with, with, with crime too, like, you know, what people used to be able to get away with when there weren't cameras everywhere, when there wasn't DNA evidence. Yeah. Um, Jesus, how many crimes would have been solved in, in the modern era? Yeah. Just with that alone, mm-hmm. like what we have now. Exactly. So it's it's a catch-22, right? It's like in some ways it makes us safer. In some ways it makes us more vulnerable. Right. It's, uh, it's strange. Yeah. But I'd sure be all about the enhancement. I, I really would. Sure. Definitely. I think about it a lot. 
<laughs> you know. Uh, I can't remember, but I saw something of a guy who had um artificial arm, like up to about his elbow, <laughs> and he played drums. <laughs> like he played drums, so like he programmed his like hand to do the beat. Kind of all right. So it's almost like the. Uh, Def Leppard thing with like one arm, but he's hitting those randos. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw that and like modern technology, like uh. now that dude's like doing like triplets, yeah, <laughs> just with his one hand, like nonstop. I'm just like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like right. I'm so happy for this. I'm so, like I'm, I'm I'm so happy for this guy for such a tragic thing that had to happen. Now yeah. he can shred even faster. Like <laughs> that's cool, <laughs> right? Well, it's like going the other way. Who was it? Like uh, Phil Keggy, the the guitarist who like is missing like half a finger, and he's you know a better guitar player for it because of the placement. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that's crazy. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah, but it's a good thing like music gets in a competitive sport. You know, they'd be giving him shit and saying, "Well, it's not fair." Right. You know, it's it's not. So <laughs> that's one thing I have from it. Uh, another thing is just like though. You talk about the internal versus the external. How much different is that from programming a drum machine? Mm. Um, I actually never really got into the drum machines aspects until about like maybe about like five or six years ago. I started actually playing around with some drum machines Mm -hmm. and uh, everything's like a real cool aspect, especially when you're working with uh, partners on the stuff, you know, like you can just start banging things out. But uh, even with that, when I program in like a module Mm -hmm. and I have a good few different kinds of modules and they're all a little bit different-esque. So uh, usually with that, I mean, like a lot of people are like, how do you, you know, hit so many things? And it's like, I just program it, this, this, this. And it's like, they think when they're looking at like these machines and stuff, it's like, like Chinese or, you know, like, like trying to figure out like a whole entire different thing. And I'm like, no, like once you start, like, cause somebody told me the same way with like modules, like once you start messing around with it, you're going to figure it out and you're going to know how to do it for all the modules. Yeah. And, you know, ask, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, it's just those, it's those words sometimes that people say to somebody and it's like, I get so much confidence now because I don't feel like I'm working double my time and not getting anywhere it's like oh no i'm getting somewhere because i remember snare is s little n and r and now i know how to get back yeah <laughs> well it's like it's like they almost make some of that programming cumbersome on purpose or, or at least it made sense to the programmer at the time when he developed it yeah and he's like no no, no it's easy it's like you know it's just a, like talking to orville klein and him trying to explain to me ableton yeah it's like, yeah no that's not i'm sure it makes sense to you right <laughs> i have no doubt <laughs> i have no fucking idea what you're talking about and, and that's like the that's like the fine tuning with what i do they uh any like project that i've been in plus uh anybody's projects that i've helped out with they're like come in we're gonna click you a beat but we're gonna get rid of the beat and I'm just going to have what you have. So I already kind of get where I'm going with it. Yeah. But then we take out any of those parts and then everything else just happens to be what I hit in there. And I was like, these are such easy ways of figuring yeah. this shit out. Like, thank God I'm working with people who like care about what you're making and what you're doing. I mean, like all yeah. these guys here. Right. Well, it's become, I, I think, and we talk a lot to a lot of different musicians, but I think it's become less competitive in that regard. And there's more of a community in music these days. You know, I, I think that back when, you know, ministry had a fair light system and they didn't know how to use it. I think they kind of wanted to keep that a secret, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't know what the fuck we're doing with this thing, but we don't want anybody to know that we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> right. So it's just the sound. 
right. which made it ten times cooler to figure out what the story was than because <laughs> right. of it. When you listen to tracks <laughs> like Deity, and you're yeah. like, oh, why is it so you know repetitive? Oh, because they didn't know how to put in extra loops, you know, or anything else. Right. Still, that made it cool. It is like it created a sound. Sure. But I think. I think we're seeing a lot of that with music today. A lot of people, a lot of people are much more patient with like trying to help each other and, and even in scenes, you know, totally. But coming back to that, like, so you're, you say you're, you're 32, right? Yeah. Do you think a lot of the sound, I mean, because I hear a lot of like old skinny puppy sound. I hear a lot of old throw kill cult. I hear a lot of that in a lot of your music. Is Sean a big driver behind that? Or do you think that, how big of an influence was that on on your life, some of that early industrial work? Like uh, with Sean, I mean, everything that came-esque from the times when I joined him, because I, I was in Philadelphia for about, mm-hmm. I want to say like 15 years. And then I just moved back to uh, the Midwest about mm-hmm. six years ago, I think, by now. Okay. Six years ago-ish. But like Sean, I, I like when I very first came over and started working with him at the studio, uh, that was after Pig Face 25 show, mm-hmm. he kind of remembered me from Philadelphia <clears throat> and they needed, they needed somebody to do the drums for him for uh, Conformco. So they got a hold of me and I was like, oh yeah, sure. I was like, I, at first I didn't even know how to say the word. I was like, Conformco. Conformco. That's a mouthful. But <laughs> I mean, like everything with Sean, he's he's the mastermind behind a lot of all of these projects that are coming out through um, glitch mode. And uh, usually when I'm in the studio with him, we're just tossing back like so many different ideas about things like uh, mm-hmm. our old bands that we used to like when, you know, we were starting out and getting younger. And then we start figuring out like, oh, yeah, God flesh and. Oh, we can yeah. uh, mix that up with a little bit of Big Black. And, mm. you know, then like I was introducing stuff he's never heard of and he was doing the same thing to me. So once we started doing all that, like it seemed like he really got focused in on at least the last album with the trigger effect. Uh. I don't know. He's, just, he's, he's a monster with this stuff. He knows how to do these things. Yeah. So it always makes it a good time when like you get like Charles or me or anybody who's coming here it's like everybody feels so comfortable being able to play these things because he makes it very nice and comfortable and fast to get like these things together yeah that's important to be able to have that exactly so is charles still around yeah charles is down at charles is actually down at the other he's in the big room right now there's they're still shooting some of the parts right now Oh, okay. So they, they're working on recording. All right. I don't want to fuck with him then. <laughs> yeah. But let him know, dude, I've tried to, <laughs> tried to reach out a bunch of times. Actually, we got in touch a bunch of times, like back and forth. Okay. Um, but it was just, it always kind of just something else came up and he couldn't do it and then I couldn't do it or, or whatever. But yeah, he's kind of become our Lindsay Buckingham. You ever watch that SNL? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles has been shooting a movie in uh, Texas. Like he's a part, he's in a movie. Uh, so he's been kind of running back and forth from Chicago to, uh, I think it's Austin and Dallas are the two places he keeps going uh-huh. back to because they're shooting video. Mm. And I think this is actually for like a movie. But uh, yeah, with Charles, I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll I'll just have him come over. And I'll be like, Charles, you need to do this. Yeah. He'll be like, okay. And I'll just give him the phone. You just, you just call my phone. We'll get this set up, and that'll be great. Yeah, it's probably the best way to see that. <laughs> yeah, I saw he was down. I, I saw he was – I'm friends with uh, – and we've had him on the show, uh, Phil Doe. 
uh, Owen okay, yeah. um, from Skate and Eggs and stuff, and and I saw I saw that he was down there in Austin. I wonder if that was related to that and them doing the movie. Uh, Probably it was right before the outbreak. I think that Charles is actually in a movie. Like uh, it's it's not a mm-hmm. it's not a music video. It's like an actual movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. He would be, I could see, he's got that kind of look that would be kind of... He's got that very slyness to him, which is yeah. always cool for, like, his stature. Man, he's a he's a cool dude. <laughs> Stat man, little it, yeah. like yeah. that. An intense guy. I, yeah, I, I can remember, the best, the best memory I have of Charles Levi is, like, I, I went up and talked to him, like, a pig face show after, God, it was, like, probably 19, oh, God, I don't even want to guess what year it was. It was the easy listening for difficult fuckheads record uh, came out. Yeah, saw him on that tour, and I just stopped and, and talked to him. I said, "Like, hey man, I saw you with like Thrill Kill Cult and Ethel Meat Pog here like years ago in Springfield." Dude, talked to me for easily like forty minutes. That was totally, <laughs> totally. That yeah. was a show. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that fucking show." He's like, "Oh, that fucking <laughs> man, let me tell you something about that." And like, it, he just—I mean, it. You it's the longest conversation it. I've ever had with like anybody I was a big fan of. It was just like after a while, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then what happened? Yeah. It was like 40 <laughs> minutes later. And he's like, man, I got to go suit up to play. But he but he talked to me easily for close to yeah. an hour about that tour. John and I uh, were both at that show. And yeah. you should ask him about it. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, oh, Springfield, Ethel Meat Plow. <laughs> or at least okay, that tour. Right yeah. yeah. With Ethel Meat Plow. Yeah. It, okay, was, right it on. was very much the Midwest was not ready for the, <laughs> the <laughs> Southern Midwest. I don't, I don't know if a lot of places still aren't ready for that show. Yeah. In yeah. fact, maybe that show is probably less appropriate now than it would have been then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if the authorities would have known anything about it, they oh would have shot gosh. Yeah. But they didn't know, you know. The PC police would have, ooh, oh, that yeah. would have been on they had a clue, Facebook and people would have been, sure. oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I know the cops back then were just like, my life with the whatever, I don't know what it is. You know, they didn't show I up. <laughs> yeah. I heard there was man. Yeah, because we really felt that whole night like we were getting away with something that we really shouldn't. Yeah, you did kind of look around like, is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good time, man. Be ready to make a quick escape, too. Right. <laughs> yep. Where's the back door? Uh, Where's the back door? Yep, that was a good Yay. time. Yeah, if anything, I want to talk to him about that. Just see if he, how much he remembers of that. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Surprisingly, being on the road with Charles once or twice in my time, uh, he always has very, very cool stories, so you you never know. He probably does remember the night. Probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's long road trips we've all been on before, and I think I've I think I always sit close to him because it's just like you get to actually hear stories <laughs> instead of like put on a racer hat or I don't know, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Surprising how memory works for some of us and not for others. Right. Dude, Good God, I know. It's like we were talking to, I, I remember one show we had with uh, Gary Lee Connor screaming trees and talking to him. Yeah. And that dude's got a mind like a steel trap. Nice. It was like, and then July 3rd, I believe it was, 1992, I was talking to Kurt Cobain about this, you know, and it's like, it was a, kind of a foggy day. He was like, Jesus Christ, how do you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I guess he didn't do a lot of drugs or anything, so. I might be part of it. Yeah. I might be part of it. 
certainly a part of it for probably for me. I don't know. I can't remember a lot of shit from back then. <laughs> I think we're all like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. My laugh gets a little like down pitch. Like, no, I'm gone. Guys, my mom's going to listen to this. Right. <laughs> it was, o- it was only insulin, mom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so any of those stories you want to share or any of those stories you can share? Let's put it that way. Oh, mm. not just Charles. I mean, stuff you've done. You like get Jesus. If you played played with Jared from Chem Lab, there's got to be some stories there. Oh man, that, those were long times. Uh, that was a while back, and I think that's even when he was still kind of just in that area of like the New York esque area. Yeah, and like I think DJ Accucrack or uh, Accumulation. I think played a couple of those at one point too that I was on back in the day. Stories like every day is just a new crazy story. I mean, like we just got the guy from uh Pig Face coming in right now with all these drones and everything. <laughs> as I'm saying, like there's going to always be crazy <laughs> stories of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like the last thing we were on, we were doing a couple shows, and I think we were in a uh, yeah Minneapolis. We got into a hotel late. And this guy just lost it on, like, lost it on us. We were like, we had a reservation, you know, like, and we had Chris, and we had Chris Harris from uh, Project 44 and Conform Co. and Sean and myself, and we're just like, what the hell's going on? And this guy with like a like a funny like the older I used to smoke pot, but I don't now. Right, kind of like hippie hair. <laughs> And he's got like 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 this salmon salmon dress shirt on, oh, and he's no. just losing his mind because we all look like we're you know I'm sweating my right. brains out from playing the show. They're both kind of like, well, what the hell, man? Come on! But uh, dude, <laughs> like followed us out and was like yelling at us and everything. I'm just like, come on, man! I was like, I'm gonna go get the van, and I'm getting ready to pull around, and I just see like. Everybody just being so pissed at each other. I'm like, oh my god, get in the car, let's go. Yeah. Screw that guy. You know, like those are those are like the tame stories. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I've had people I've had people that have got left before. We've had people who've like had to do like crazy shit to like get to the next day kind of stuff. You know, like those those stories are always really fun, but for some reason, they always kind of just mesh into one. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, how many times has that happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The last couple of shows that we did, too, the uh, the drum set kept falling. Oh, no. Like, off of its the five pads. Mm-hmm. It kept disconnecting off the stand, so, like, there was, like, nothing going <laughs> on for, like, a few minutes. And, oh, like, no. Well, like, nobody had, like, Nobody wears contacts or glasses for this show right. or whatnot, so we're all looking and trying to put the damn thing back on as the music <laughs> just <laughs> you know, like going crazy. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> One time it fell down and it cracked me in my shin, and I had to do that thing where you don't breathe for a minute because you don't want to like cry or yell at <laughs> right. the same time. Right. <laughs> right after that, I went hobbling off stage. And I pull my like pant leg up, and it's just like split oh, because God, the side God. of one of these like one of these new rolling mesh pads, they're a little bit like with the um mm-hmm. the rim around it. It totally came down and cracked me in my shin. Oh. I was bleeding everywhere. I was like, damn it! <laughs> 
Yeah. And it sucks when it's like the second song in oh, yeah. instead of it being like later down the line. It's like this is just great. Yeah. But the show goes on. Yeah, yeah, you work through it. Yep. The closest I've got uh I, I told John about it. he didn't even know that this happens, but I think it was when we were doing the Gary Lee Connor one, actually. I took a swig of water and it went down the wrong pipe and I managed to hit <laughs> you just in time. And like I coughed to the point where I like lost my breath. And I if you oh, would have heard no. me, it'd have been like <laughs> <laughs> You could have died right then. Yeah. Until it passed, but oh my god. I kinda wish it had recorded. That would have been funny in retrospect. I've seen I've seen that before though, because like people will bring their vapes and I've seen shows where people at the end of it are coming up Mm -hmm. coughing their brains out because they're like, I tried to do a vape hit. (laughs) And and it was like, you know, like whatever kind of vape or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, I tried to do this hit and I just started to cough. And, you know, like at the end of the song, you didn't hear like a good like minute of him singing the lyrics. It's just like, ah, yeah. okay. He was hitting a puff or whatever. <laughs> he coughed his breath. Yeah, he, was, he kept saying, I'm coughing my brains out. Right. Everybody's like, oh, no, it was cool. <laughs> Hack it up, big face. Hack it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered about the like last time I saw Guar. It was just like you know how much are they rolling their eyes behind their costume? Because I mean, a lot of shit goes wrong in that show. As you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too many moving parts. I think. <laughs> what? How? And everybody looks at it like nothing, nothing different. It's yeah. like okay, Guar show. This is going to be fun because I'm going to become you know I'm going to look like the Blue Man Group with mm-hmm. the die at the end. I don't know. Right. Oh my God! They threw Sinead O'Connor in a, a meat grinder. <laughs> you know, oh, like, so much fun! So much fun. See, I used to like. I always thought of uh, Guar as kind of that. Like everybody had like the music. <laughs> Everybody's got the program. Or you don't. They like to you know stay like what their musical is. But it's like Guar's. Right. Guar's kind of like a play, yeah. and it's kind of like a musical. So like everybody's like, oh, you're looking around at everybody like they must know what's going on. They're, they're acting like they do, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's happening. Not at yeah. all. Got to meet Dave Brocky at the end of one of those shows, and just a super nice guy. Very nice guy. Oh, that's cool. Glad I got to meet him before he passed. And, and um, very cool. Um, Sly Master Hyman was also a really nice gal and just really nice people. And he just, he offered so much yeah. information. I just asked him just some real basic questions. Just like, you know, so how did you get this, you know, thing developed? How did you, how did you do that part with it? Like the monster, like eating the kids and, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he would go on just like a half an hour, just explain all the, right. the, the mechanics of it and everything to me. He's like, come on the bus, come check this out. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, just, just a super accommodating dude, really nice guy. Right. And down to earth, smart guy you know which when you when you go to a guar show you don't really view yeah. it as something when from the audience yeah. as being a smart thing but to put all that together you gotta have a brain mm-hmm. rest his soul i think i saw a guar concert in uh allentown pennsylvania and they like sold out right when the doors opened like people just oh, bombarded yeah. in that they had to like open all the sides mm-hmm. yeah the biggest thing like i remember is you talking about you know just coming out dyed blue and just the sheer <laughs> amount of shit that they sprayed on everybody everybody and i'm thinking about how do they how do they accommodate for this much fluid going out right where's it going right and i guess i never really paid attention to how many like drains were in the middle of bar floors but i'm just like 
tiny. <laughs> God damn, a, a good fire hydrant opens for probably an hour. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, how do they not get electrocuted? <laughs> Logistics, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, girls that I saw going there who were just like, you know, dressed to the nines and had their hair curled up and then their bangs, yeah. you know, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to a metal show. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to the pit of hell right now. Is, is, you know, you have no idea about what's about to happen to you. And I didn't really know. Right. I, uh, you know, yeah. you don't know, but I came out of there just soaked. I remember coming into my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> with my wasn't yet my wife but my girlfriend at the time it's now my wife yeah. coming in just dyed blue and just stained yep. completely yep. head to toe from being right in front catching it all then coming home <laughs> and just switching on the lights at about two o'clock in the morning and she was like ah yeah. Yeah. what the fuck happened to you and I was like guar happened to me guar <laughs> you don't wear your favorite outfit to a of course. Yeah. No, you don't. No. One of the good things, even Dave Brock used to say, is like, one good thing about the costumes and everything is we can keep this going forever. Forever. See, when someone just passes, mm-hmm. we can just keep passing this on as something that people can continue to wear the, the, the makeup, continue to costume. Totally. Right, right. It's no longer Jim Henson of Kermit the Frog's ass. <laughs> yeah. That's a great comparison. <laughs> Kermit's, Kermit's still here. Still here. Mm-hmm. Now he's sipping tea and, and memes on Facebook, but. <laughs> and making memes. He's got a good second career as a meme maker. And an ain't Jim. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what what kind of groups right now are doing like uh, big stage aspects of like that? Like more more or less of like a Kiss and Rammstein or or Guara. That's what I've kind of been looking for. Not even if it's got aspects of like throwing blood out or fire or anything. Like, who's got a good stage setup right now? Like. Mm-hmm. Especially in the industrial scene, who's doing last year's cold waves? Mm-hmm. I saw very, very minute things on stage, but what they had, it just looked phenomenal. Yeah. It looked like, oh my god, like they're hitting whatever that is. It's kind of like what happens when I do like the harness or whatever with like the cans and stuff. They're like, what is that thing? Or yeah. the the saxophone player playing like the electronic saxophone and they're like, is that a sax or is that like an orchestra? You know, like I'm trying to always kind of keep my eyes out for who's got the good stage aspects like who's putting a little extra into it because in cyanotic we had a guy who actually worked for like building robots yeah so he would get like the robot guts Mm. and he gave us like a ton of them so we've been like put some robot guts on everything (laughs) (laughs) you know it's a very small deal but it does actually show in the end but like right I, you know i'm always interested in that i see like ayatoya here from chicago i mean i think she makes all of her stuff and i was like wow because i like got to go up and actually look at it a couple times yeah and i was like man this stuff is phenomenal but it's just like it's only your mic stand and it's only like your little keyboard stand area but it makes so much sense it's so vibrant and bright up there and it like shows She's got kind of like that tank girl kind of mm-hmm. thing. So like all of her props and everything have like very metal stuff and uh, gears and knobs and weird things. But it's not like the machine that she's playing. Right. It's just the stand. Right. Well, it's all art. It's all part of it. It's 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 a, it's an interesting question just because we don't see a lot of that in performance anymore. A lot of bands and, and everybody now wants to say that, you know, well, it's the music that's what's important. And they just throw it down an Oreo rug and make a red light. Right. And, you know, that's good enough. You got it. 
it does work sometimes if the music is good, but still, I like a good performance, man. I, I like a good theatrical element to what I'm seeing at a show. Right. I, mean, I see that like I, I was really impressed with um, like one of the, the couple, the first couple like A Wall Nation albums, you know, and those first shows that they did were really good. They had like the flags unfurling and yeah, and stuff like that, and then it just kind of dropped off, and it became your average lighted stage show. Right. You know, I, I don't know. Well, I think there's going to be a place for, for some of that stuff here really soon. Like when some of this shit ends and people get out and get to go to shows again, they're going to want those interactive shows. Those are going to be draws. Yeah. Because yeah. people are going to want to go nuts right now and feel something. I, I, I agree with all of this. That's an opportunity. I agree with all of this. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I can throw back into a couple more of the sets that I do, like the little, uh, the drum harness and stuff. So, you know, it's a little more, mm -hmm. it's a little more active when somebody can jump into the audience. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh my God, the drummer's, the drummer's gone. <laughs> your, your ball. <laughs> Punch it. <laughs> Never <Nothing. mind>. yep. <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> right. I thought it would. I thought it wouldn't hurt that bad. Don't be afraid of dangerous ideas. Like I say, we've talked to Phil Dillon before from Skin Eggs. I ordered a switchblade from his website, <laughs> and I mainly got it just because I belly laugh at it every time I see it. That it's like, who thinks of for the most for their band? I know. I'll sell people weapons. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess Phil Dillon does. Yep. He's the guy who does that. <laughs> so. I had to buy it just so I had this like skating switchblade <laughs> all day. Probably yeah. gonna cut myself with it. <laughs> I think Charlie got one of those. <laughs> he probably does. Speaking of which, I think those guys are coming down here right now. Are they? I think they're making their way. Well, it'd be cool to hand the phone off to Charles. I don't want to fucking like put him on blast or anything or, or like you know. No, do it. All right. <laughs> I'm like, no, just do it. Put him on blast. All right, I didn't hesitate. <laughs> I'm tired of talking to you guys anyway. I got this phone call. I got to take a pass. <laughs> my uh, my cat needs me. Tell him it's his girl. Uh, it one of your girls. She sounds pissed. <laughs> it, it's one of your chickies. From the Lou. From St. Louis. <laughs> From St. Louis. <laughs> we're close enough. It's almost it's almost kind of like what you were saying earlier with him, like telling the stories and stuff. Like Charles literally will get in on something and be like, "Oh, this is cool." What's up, Sean? You want to come in? You want to go in? Yeah. We're going to switch a room real quick. All right. Okay. You want to come in? You want to come in and say hi, Charlie? Say hi, Charlie. We got, we got, we got old Charles. All right. We got Charlie boy here. Just tell him what's up. Chooch. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Who's it? Hey, man. Hey, just doing a cyanotic thing. Yeah. I was just working jamming with the fellow colleagues. Ooh. Yeah, shooting some uh, urban soundtrack videos and some cyanotic, you know, and uh, right on. fucking conform co. And yabba dabba do. How's the house? How's things going with you guys? Not too bad. Pretty good. You know, all things considered. Yeah, no, you you don't have a virus. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we're always yeah. good. Yes, always good. <laughs> yeah, not not so far. So yeah, but yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just shooting a bunch of glitch mo footage and stuff. Some activities. Right on. And so it can, you know, put some stuff out for everybody. They let you fly those drones? It's happening. Definitely. So. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Fucking fleet drones on the base, too. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, here, 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 here's Jeff nice right here. There you go. Nice <laughs> talking to you guys. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, Charlie got some good, good old video footage here. 
Right on. We'll have to have him on sometime when we don't surprise him. <laughs> no, no, no. We still, as I said, we still just need to do it. I'll pick him up. <laughs> and then he'll know that he has to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a good intentions guy. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, always high spirits, and that's what the yeah. lo- that's like the loveliness about the guy. Well, yeah. Look at how many people want to work with that guy consistently. Right. I mean, that says something about him right there. If you didn't have something that was uh, worthwhile about you, sorry, there's somebody that can be as good. Right. That you can say, "Fuck that! I don't need to. I don't need the mess." Yep. So, can you give us any more teasers or anything about what you're dropping with the video, or is it like a drop date or anything else like that, or you just want to kind of keep that low? We're uh. But we're uh, doing a couple things because I think there might be a DVD-ish thing coming out. Not want to say too much on it, but uh, yeah, a little bit of footy from the last like year or so and some cool little like music video-ish type deal for a release. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing that with Conformco or Cyanotic. Yeah. Or both, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like we, as I said, we have the guys in who were uh, doing a lot of the stuff for the pig face shows, helping us out. So cool. that's always nice to have those guys aboard. And it's still glitch mode. Yeah, and then I'm still just, you know, we're still all kind of just waiting for a lot of these things to see if, you know, we're gonna play this esque festival this year or if we're gonna do this tour this year like nobody knows anything right yeah (laughs) well yeah that's what we've said in like a couple weeks past like usually we we wrap up a show saying like so tell us what's coming up in the future and everybody's like i don't fucking know you know i know yeah right i mean we had merch printed up for the stuff that it's like well maybe we can sell it with another another thing over the whole thing that says cancel should i buy one yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the t-shirts like the right. knockoff press of something that was supposed to happen right you'll see third world country kids dancing around <laughs> no. yeah, yeah like the super bowl I didn't think of that, but yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah the loser shirt goes there like, yeah. go bears <laughs> i can't believe oh. the raiders finally won man i'm i'm a huge chiefs fan I was really happy to see the Chiefs finally pull one off. Well, you know, me being from the from up there, I'm a Bears fan, so I suspend my disbelief a lot every year. <laughs> hey, we've both seen our team win the Super Bowl in our lifetime. That's, That's true. Not, true. <laughs> not here to start no trouble. We just want to do the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> I waited nearly five decades. Yeah. It's true. My buddy rigs all of those Super Bowls. Nice. Yeah, he does every single he's a, a musician and he was he always wanted to get into like going real high up in the air and doing all that stuff but he's he he rigs for all that stuff so he's at like every super bowl wow mm-hmm. amongst every other crazy thing like rob helfert or you know a random show like that like he just gets them thrown to him i always think it's really cool to have uh got that esque job because it's really neat to see how many things he builds all these stages and oh yeah i'm just like god damn dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be fascinating i'll tell a little side story yeah when i was in college you know i took a job doing like local crew for shows and uh i got assigned and i had no fucking clue what i was doing i was given like a huge wrench and told to put like a lighting rig together like a truss (laughs) yeah together and this was like a randy travis show Oh, shit. So I'm like, 
like, okay, nobody told me what to do. And I was like, I think this is how it goes together. <laughs> yeah, I, I just it. do my best to put it together. And then I'm watching the entire show, like just with bated breath, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to kill Randy Travis. I'm going to kill Randy Travis. <laughs> God damn it. Could have been a hero. Oh. <laughs> he lived. <laughs> he may have wished I killed him now. <laughs> what his life has become since then. <laughs> <laughs> it all started downhill with you. Yeah. Well, on that note, we don't want to keep you too late, man. It's it's been a great time. I had a real good time, Jesse. Yeah. Oh, perfect. If you want to send us one of your canceled shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see if I can get a couple cancellation shirts. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'd love it. Yeah, I'd wear one. I'd frame that, sign that, and say, yeah, I have the band sign those. That'd be funny, actually. Now <laughs> that I think of that, I mean, if everything is getting canceled, I might just have to go and take them back to the printers and just get the red sideways cancellation <laughs> over the whole thing and be like, hey, they're not wasted. Right. Do that and then have everybody sign it. You could, like, give them away. Just, like, screen print a medical mask on the back of them, you know? Exactly. The confirmed co-way. I mean, considering we were doing this COVID thing like two years ago with the hazmat suits and the dumb <laughs> painters masks on. So like we were already right. yeah. ready. I shared that meme of like the, you know, the, the, the cyberpunk kids with the, with the masks on. It's like, who looks stupid now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Jesse Hunt. Okay, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. I had a really good time. Yeah. Yay. Thank you.